Have you ever moved to a new state? Are you divorced? How many big changes have you gone through? On tonight's show, we discuss starting over, how to do it, and how to make it easier. On this episode of The Real Girlfriends Across America. Welcome to the Real Girlfriends Across America podcast. I'm your host tonight, Annie. Real Girlfriends Across America is a company that has a foundation and mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. We are broadcasting Sunday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Time and 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We want to hear from you. We're always looking for fresh topics to discuss. Tonight, we have Corinne and Tawanda and a plethora of lovely ladies on the call and listening. So make sure you tell your friends about us and let's begin. We will be discussing changes in life. Have you ever had to start over? So, hi, Kat. Kat's on the call as well. I'm so glad to be here tonight. how are you? (laughs) Good. So I'm glad to be here. I read I read up on this a little bit as I researched for this show, and I wanted to put put this out there first before I ask you, ladies. What major starting over story can you tell us? So think about that while I say this real quick. One thing that I found that was interesting um, is some advice if you're going to make a change in your life. And what it said was you need to make a conscious choice to change and to hold yourself accountable for the outcome. If you don't like something about the, the environment you're in, about something that's going on in your life, um, anything that you are seeing at the present time, you have to be willing to change your responses and your environment. Now, this includes sometimes having to change what you daydream about, change all of your habits, what you read, what you watch. It could even mean you have to change your friends, um, how you talk to yourself and how you talk to others. And this can all be positive things, but I think it's important to stay positive. So I wanted to start with Corinne. I want to hear any stories you might have about starting over in your life and what happened. Yeah, I started over several times. Um, the last time that I started over was approximately two years ago. And actually, yeah, next month will be two years. Um, and I basically left a relationship and decided just to, to start over and start anew. So I moved in um, to Maryland with my cousin for a short period of time, and I got my own space and moved to Philly, and this is where I'm at now. Nice. All right, Kat, what about you? Do you have any stories of starting over in your life? Oh, of course. I actually have, even though I'm only I'm only 29, and so... Um, thinking about it, like, I've had to, like, start over so many times, like, 
um, right after college, I didn't have, I wasn't making that much money. I was literally living on each paycheck after paycheck. I was too afraid to ask my parents for money. And on top of that, just like Corinne, I was getting out of a relationship. And so, um, I had to change everything. So for example, like I was also unhealthy. My diet was like crap. And so, um, down the road, like I had to, I, I moved back. I moved from Davis to San Francisco, which is, which was not even the smart idea because San Francisco was expensive. And so I was renting, I was renting like an apartment. I'm sorry. Nothing. I was laughing. Hello. Oh, Oh yeah. So I, I moved to San Francisco. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you ladies are aware of like the, like the changes from like living from like living up North to the Bay area, just like in any big city. So I was living in a cramp um, studio with like four other people and I was spent, I was paying like $450 rent and that's, not, that's, that's technically cheap, but that was not cheap for me. I wanted like a big change and stuff. And so I had to change my environment, my, my graphical location. And on top of that, like I had to start off fresh and I was like, work, I was, I wasn't even in tech yet. I was working at a, at a cafe for like months. And then I had to, then I landed a boot camp. Um, like, so before you get into tech, you, you go through like a boot camp and stuff. And so I was enrolled in that because I didn't want to pursue the medical field. And so um, I legit started all over again and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I did it while I was young, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know anyone else who, who would have to do like, well, clearly a lot of people do it, but I can't imagine having to see my own kids go through that. Like when I have kids, you know, and I'm so sorry. Oh, my yeah. story was long, but yeah, <laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's what we're here for. We want to share those stories, you know, um, I always say the more that we talk, that the more people listen, <laughs> and hopefully it can help change oh, somebody's lives. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So, and I'm happy to be on like, when you're oh, hosting sorry. too. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. I know I'm glad you're here. Hey Tawanda, I know yeah. you have to have a couple stories for us, right? Well, yeah, I'll share one transition story because life is definitely about transition, um, starting over. So I could definitely understand in reference to like well, what Corinne was saying. One time I lived, I remember moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. I lived there about seven and a half, almost eight years, and I was ready to leave. And I moved um, from there to Atlanta, Georgia. And the thing is, when I lived in Charlotte, I was established. I had a home church. I had friends and just kind of a whole different setup and situation. So moving to a new city, it was really about meeting new people, starting all over again, um, finding a job or a gig, and it wasn't as easy as I thought in the beginning, and what I realized was, hey, I was in Charlotte so long, I had everything. I had really good friends, a really great church, I knew how to get everywhere, and here I really didn't know but one or two people, I had to just kind of figure out everything again, so it was kind of a few months of just figuring it out. Now, I don't meet strangers, so that was really kind of the benefit that I talked to complete strangers and I asked questions and stuff like that, but it really, I felt the transition though. I felt the difference in getting acclimated in a brand new place. And, you know, sometimes when you get so used to being one place and being so comfortable and then you get into, you get like a fish out of water. So that was definitely a, a, a unique transition for me. And it did take me a few months to kind of get acclimated and get back on track. 
Oh, man, I understand that. I've moved so many times. I've told you, um, ladies, before, I was a military brat. And so I moved. I went to, like, 13 different schools. I lived in Germany. I, I moved so many times that it was always temporary for me. And I got very used to changing things. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it any easier, you know, because wherever you are, you want to belong. You want to be comfortable. You don't want to get lost. I've only been in Phoenix since March, and I, I get lost all the time. This place is huge. <laughs> it's intimidating, you know. Um, but I'm working on it, you know. So, some okay, some of the tips that we can give for starting over. So, first of all, you can pick any day to be your new year. It doesn't have to be the new year for, to make resolutions. Um, you can pick your birthday. You can consider an anniversary or any, any day you want. Uh, the first Friday of April, that could work too. Um, and remember what you focus on will expand. So we can focus on avoiding things like alcohol, overeating, or procrastination um, because many of us focus on the dark side, the stress, um, stress being a great example. So for instance, I said New Year's resolutions, uh, everybody always says they're going to lose weight or they're going to put themselves on a budget. And that's always a good, like the first two New Year's resolutions that go out. Well, both are focusing on the problem, not a solution. So if we focus on the lighter side of things and make a resolution to take care of body with nourishing food, loving, and, and self-care, um, that is flipping it to the light side and trying to focus on something positive. Now, as for budgets, you treat your money with care, um, love your money, and have gratitude for your money and, and the things that you have because you need to recognize that all that you have, what you're fortunate for, and a gratitude list always helps. Um, I learned that a long time ago when I'm feeling super down and feeling like, you know, I, you know, I haven't been shopping anywhere but the Goodwill in quite some time. So I get down sometimes, but what I do is I sit back and I literally do, I'll write out a gratitude list of the things I'm happy for because guess what? At least I'm not homeless anymore. So, Kat, what do you think about that? What, what kind of tips would you be able to give us? Um, like, like as far as like starting new, I would, well, I yeah. think first of all, in order to start, you want to start out fresh and new, you need to start with a positive mindset because being negative and looking back, like, oh my gosh, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Like, like I can't do this. I don't have enough money. And the thing is, is like when, once you, if you start with a negative mindset, you're not going to go that far. And so when it comes to being positive, like you have to think, you have to be optimistic. Like even when, when something like when it rain, it pours. But the thing is, is like when you're going through so much, like it's just hard to like see the bright side of that, of it. And, and um, yeah, positivity. And then on top of that, like you just have to be open to like changes. Like I know changes suck. You um, changes like changes is or it feels horrible when it comes to like adapting to something new because you feel like you're back at square one and so you have to be open to changes and on top of that like 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 um let all like the negativity be a catalyst of why you want to be better and like I'm a firm believer of like being positive and don't get me wrong. A lot of people think I'm crazy because I'm so positive about like specific things. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, this is what I want to do. Like I have goals and aspirations. And the thing is, is like when you, when you feed like your goals and you have like a vision for yourself, um, you're just even more motivated to, to do better and knowing that there's like an end goal and, 
of course, take baby steps and um, just enjoy the ride. And like I said, positivity, like positivity could just like start everything and create things and make magic. Completely agree with that. I, I really did change my mindset, but it took a very, you know, a very traumatic injury in my life to, to change mm-hmm. my perspective on life. Um, but I'm super grateful for it because I do have this mindset and I know how much your will and your heart can do. Um, it, you know, we are strong people and women are strong beings. And, uh, and sometimes I, it's, I get sad when I realize that some women out there just, they, they don't have that, um, that knowledge in themselves or that, that, you know, the pride or whatever you would call it in themselves to know how much they can actually accomplish. So what exactly. about you, um, I, I agree with that. Um, with, with, with both what you and Kat um, said, just having a positive attitude. Um, also, just to, to be realistic about your goals. So if you plan on moving somewhere that you've never been to, um, ideally you would want to at least, you know, plan ahead with how you're going to make money. Do you have enough savings? Where are you going to live? Um, you don't want to just say, I want to do somewhere else. I want to start over and not really have a game plan set in motion. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. Right, exactly. And, Tawanda, how about you? What would your tips be? Well, one of the tips that I would just add is positive associations. As I say a lot um, on these calls, when you look at the laws of association, it says you're the average of the five people that you are around. And I hear people say all the time, show me who your friends are, and i show you who you are. So if you keep positive people around you as you're setting those goals, you have people that's going to help hold you accountable, that's going to keep you encouraged, and hopefully you'll be able to do the same thing. And that's the difference between talking about something and actually doing it. So, yeah, that would definitely take you a long way. I know a lot of times, like, when you talk about transitioning and moving over, and things like that. Sometimes you meet someone and they're always in transition. Their house is always burning down. It's always going to be a problem. Yes. And then you look at what their associations are like, and the people that are around them are always in transition. Their house is always burning yes. down. You have to change your association. And lastly, Amen. one of my old mentors told me a long time ago, she said, if you can't change your people, then change your people. That is your life. That is what helps us survive. Plug it into good people that can help us get to where we want to be in life. Amen. Okay. We are, thank you, Tawanda. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I want you ladies to think about a time that you remember that you thought you weren't going to make it, like a time that you were desperate, you didn't think you were going to make it. Think about that story, and then that you, obviously you did make it. I want to know how. All right. Hello, this is Corinne, and here is today's trending news break. Sarah Cooper may want to send President Donald Trump a muffin basket. Netflix announced Wednesday that the woman who found fame turning Trump's comments into viral videos is getting her own special. Sarah Cooper, Everything's Fine, is described by the streaming giant as a variety special full of vinaigrettes dealing with issues of politics, race, gender, class, and other light subjects and in one which Cooper will be joined by a fantastic array of special guests who will participate in interviews, 
sketches, and other shenanigans. The special will be directed by Natasha Lyon with Maya Rudolph. And that's it for today's training news break. Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. Thank you guys so much. We're back. So what I said to do before the break, and I would like to start with you, Tawanda. I would like to know a time you remember that you thought you weren't going to make it. You were desperate, but you did, and I want to know that story and how you made it. Well, I don't really know about well, I wasn't going to make it. I don't think I've ever had time that I wasn't going to actually make it. But I will tell you about a time I had hardship because, you know, a lot of times in life, we go through something that we think is horrible and it's going to be the worst thing in the world. And there's a song that I really like by a guy named Life Jennings, and it says, it could have been worse. And a lot of times when we have a situation that's not good, I've learned through growth that someone else's situation is worse. Is worse. I remember a time a guy told me that I were prisoners, and a guy told me that he has a life sentence without parole and that he'll never get out of prison. And he said he knows it's a bad situation, but he told me about the story about the little boy that didn't have any shoes and how he felt really, really bad until he met a little boy that didn't have any feet. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we go through life and we think it's a really bad situation, but somebody has a worse situation. So I went through through something. I think it was in probably 2006. I had a job, and I lost a job because of my home fault. And I went through a financial crisis because I didn't have money saved like that. And I think for about two months I was I was pouting because I didn't have the money. I didn't even really have gas to get to um, to a damn job interview at temp services because I was trying to find something real fast. And then I went to three people who I thought I could depend on, and they and they said no. I asked them for twenty dollars. Said hey, I, I'm really I lost my job. I don't have any money. Um, can I get twenty dollars? And they said, I don't have it. So one thing that I learned through that whole time, and I, I went through a disarray for about two months, going crazy, moping, upset, and I learned a couple of different things. Number one, I learned who had my back when I was up against the damn wall. Um, and right. then number two, I learned to pray. I learned to trust God because one one night I was in my um, bed and I was crying. I was really upset, like, oh, I can't believe it. You would have thought I was dying because my lifestyle had been affected. And that's what I'm saying. See, I was was upset because my lifestyle was affected. I didn't have no health issues. I had a car. I had a place to stay. But I was was upset about lifestyle and material stuff, and that comes with growth now. But but one of the things, as I was in my room, I was in bed pouting and crying and swearing, and and I felt like God said, you run around here depending on everybody. You need to depend on me. (laughs) And I said, I don't know. So the the lesson I learned from that is what I have to depend on at the end of the, at the end of the day is not a bunch of people. It's to have a yep. prayer life, 
and depend on God because that's where my help came from. Oh, you know, that's that's awesome. I, I absolutely um you know, whatever whatever, no matter what one person's God looks like, whatever that looks like to somebody, um, having faith in, in something besides yourself is probably the most important thing that you can have. Um, you know, I one of my friends I think I told you this lady before, but one of my very, very dear friends, I get have bad anxiety and I spaz out and he always tells me, Annie, stop. You have everything you need in this moment. And if you really think on that like, I'm alive, I'm not hungry right now, I'm, you know, I, I have a roof over my head, and I start thinking about the things that I do have, and I remember, you know, just six months ago when I didn't have a roof over my head, and that was one of the best, some of the best advice I ever got. So, hey, Kat, what about you? Um, so, no, like, I agree, like, like what Tawanda said, like, I always had my faith in God as well, too, because I realize I don't mean to get like super religious on this, but like, I realized like, when I didn't pray at all, like, for for like, whoever, like, whoever um, someone's God is, I'm, I'm religious, and I'm also spiritual. I, I like, I'm an empath, like, I believe in energy, and manifestation, and also believing in God, because I know, when I don't have faith, like, like, when I even read the Bible, that's like, my guide to like, like, what people back then went through, like, and besides having faith in God. And so, um, like, all I can say is, like, like I keep circling around and just saying, like, have a positive mindset because, like, that's the one problem people don't have is just the positivity. And so when you don't even have faith that, like, you'll make it, um, you won't be able to get anywhere because I'll give you an example. So um, the time I thought I wasn't going to make it was, like I said, like, after college because, like, I was in college debt. Um, I, like – my parents came from another country. And so I already, I already saw like when you see someone, when you see like people you love work their, their butts off for you, especially you don't want to ask for money. Like I know like as a parent, you're supposed to like support your child regardless, but I just didn't want to ask my parents because I'm like, I don't want to like put any more weight on my parents because I already know like um, they've struggled enough. Um, like, growing up as kids as well as like migrating here like like they were taking advantage and so I'm like no I don't want my parents I'm like it's my turn to suffer (laughs) and so um and so like not in a bad way but like it's my turn to like see what it's like because um it also taught me like how to appreciate things like what I have like I know Annie like what you said um you appreciate having a roof overhead over your head there's a lot of people out there like they have they have like multiple roofs over their head like multiple houses and stuff and they don't seem to be like appreciative and like one thing too is like some people even hate their job and they don't like especially during this pandemic like like bless whoever doesn't have a job right now because they know it's difficult but at the same time like the people who have jobs they're like oh my gosh like I can't do anything I'm stuck in my house working but there's people who die to have that job or to die to have like any kind of job and so um like it's like you just I think it's very important for us to appreciate things but um going back to my story real quick the time I thought I was never going to make it was, like I said, after college, I was like, oh my gosh, like I took a pre-med major and like, I don't want to go to medical school. And on top of that, not just my college degree, I also took a master's degree. So after grad school, like just school in general, I was burnt out and I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to go to medical school and waste more time because I just want to start making money. And so um, I was able, like right after 
my all my schooling and stuff, I was able to land a tech job and it did pay poorly at first. And then um, while I was working a tech job, I was planning weddings and stuff. And so I had to actually like work my butt off. And that's what caused me to be single for almost like five years because I was so busy focusing on myself and getting my life together. And so at that point, like even planning that like one wedding, like when I was stressed out, like my, I think it was like my second wedding, like independently, I just wanted to like, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to drop my stuff and I just want to go to sleep. Like, this is just so much for me. And so I had to really like push myself and then like think about the future. And, um, I like, it was hard. I was literally mental at that time and going crazy, but I overcame it. Yeah. And you made it through. And that's, that's the awesome part about it is that, um, we're all here to attest to the fact that we've made it through some rough times. Um, Exactly. Like each of us. (laughs) That's why we all have to tell our stories, you know. Um, I think it's important. So, Corinne, how about you, girl? Um, there's never been a time where I didn't think that I would make it. Um, there's been a time where I'm like, how long is this storm going to last? Um, <laughs> growing up, my dad used to say that um, this soon shall pass. So I keep that in the back of my mind that, you know, this is a temporary situation and, you know, this soon shall pass. Um, I think yes, the, the the one time where I felt that way was after my mother died, um, that, you know, that was something that was hard to get over um, or yeah. I guess to continue, you know, living uh, a normal, I guess, life <laughs> after that um, happened. But like I said, this soon shall pass and, you know, things get easier with time. Right. No, I absolutely agree. Um, yes, I lost my stepmom last year, and it's been a, it's definitely been a big change in life and uh, in a different way of living after her um, passing. So I understand that completely, and I'm sorry for your loss. Um, Likewise. Yeah, I, uh, you know, last year I, I've told you guys before I was um, in the hospital because I had sepsis, and by the time I I was diagnosed with it, um, I had spent like months at home sick. Being, being misdiagnosed at the ERs and sent home. And um, I got to the point where I couldn't even walk anymore. And uh, my bones, like the infection spread into my, my spine and my heart and my lungs. And my bones were so brittle, I coughed and sneezed one day and I broke two additional pieces of my back. And so I was in the hospital for like four months. But at that point, when I was went into the hospital or into the ER that night that I finally was admitted, um, I was very near death. And I ended up having to have a blood transfusion because I had an internal bleed. And... Um, Oh man, it, it, I had chest tubes, which was painful and excruciating. Um, and it was just, it was just a crazy experience. Um, and if you want to talk about the people who are really there, there were so many other things going on in this past year and everybody else's lives. I went through a lot of that alone. Um, and it's a very big time of reflection, but, um, but like Tawanda said, you know, you know who you have to surround yourself with. And now I seek out people in my life that are, that I can uplift as well as who's going to uplift me and I'm not afraid to change things anymore because I, I don't want to be afraid and scared of, of anything good, you know, because um, good is always out there if you seek it out, you know. <laughs> so does anybody else have anything to add before we uh, close out for tonight? I just want to say real quick, um, Kat, in reference – oh, no, I'm sorry, not Kat. Um, uh, um, uh, what is – Annie, 
um, just really <laughs> reference what you said, especially about, I'm sorry, but especially about going through it alone because that's sad, and, and I'm glad that you are, have healed through it and that you're able to talk about it. But I know there's so many more right now that's going through something, and they're going through it alone. Yes. So my heart just really goes out to anyone in the struggle, um, definitely. Absolutely. And anybody else? No, great call. All right. Oh, yes, thank you. Yes, all right. So thank call. It was definitely amazing. Yes, thank you all for calling in and listening in. I can't wait until next time. Tomorrow we're going to have another great topic, so make sure you join us Sunday through Thursday night, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Have a peaceful and prosperous night, my friends. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Real Girlfriends Across America. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're here Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. EDT time or 6 p.m. PDT time. Make sure you tune in on all of our platforms and that's anywhere where podcasts are being played. Make sure you visit us at www dot realgirlfriend dot org or on Instagram at realgirlfriend seven that's the number seven Twitter at realgirlfriend seven or on our Facebook page at Real Girlfriends Across America. We can't wait to chat with you next and until next time have a great and awesome day. <laughs>